Welcome to the White Coat Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Certified Coach Paula White, MD. If you're a physician in academic medicine looking for skills to understand and take control of your experiences, both in work and out, this is a great place to start. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me again today. This is another topic that came from the crowdsource list, but the topic has been rolling around my head for a while anyway. The topic, as requested, was being treated differently than male physicians not being respected. In our discussion, we're going to use the gender divide in medicine as an example, but we could just as easily substitute in any characteristic that may result in different treatment or perception from others. There are tons, and the same basic principles can apply to any of them. People apply their biases to us every day, and those are sometimes unconscious bias, sometimes completely conscious. We all do it too, even though we wish we didn't. It's impossible to eliminate bias, but recognizing it and becoming aware of how it influences our thoughts and behaviors, it's a step in the right direction. People can be perceived and treated differently based on their gender, sex, color of their skin, age, what their name is, whether they have a different accent or linguistic style compared to the other party, how tall they are, how wide they are, so many different things. Even the ones that we are personally most sensitive to can trip us up from time to time. I think everyone knows the riddle about the surgeon who gets called to the ED to see a father and son who were in a car crash and the son needs surgery and the surgeon says, I can't operate on him, that's my son. Who is the surgeon? For every woman surgeon, the answer is glaringly obvious, isn't it? We hear this and smirk and think, come on, how can anyone not see that the surgeon is his mother? Except we know that this riddle does get some people, otherwise it wouldn't be a thing we've all heard. Plenty of people would even guess that the son has two dads, which is, of course, another possible answer, before they would even realize that the surgeon could be the boy's mother. A few months ago, I was driving to work listening to one of my usual podcasts. I have an interesting lineup that I listen to on a regular basis. It's about a third coaching, a third news and politics, and a third things that just make me laugh. So I think it was one of the news ones because I remember clearly where I was in my morning commute, and I'm generally listening to the news in the morning. So this podcast ran an ad for a podcast miniseries. The intro line was, this cop has a great job and a great life, and then starts dating someone who, spoiler, might be a serial killer. And in the ad for the miniseries, when they say the cop falls for this person, one of the podcast actors, a British woman, says, I can't believe my luck, what a catch, or something like that. So a lot of times I tune out a little bit when I'm driving and listening. So when I heard the woman's voice say that, I thought, oh, I must not have been paying attention. Maybe the storyline isn't what I thought it was. Except the same ad played the next day. And since it had caught my attention yesterday, I tuned in this time and I hadn't missed anything. It just hadn't computed in my head because the word cop conjures up an image of a man in my head. Interestingly, the term police officer does not. I have no trouble hearing police officer and not immediately assigning a gender. So there I was, someone who's pretty vocal about gender bias, falling victim to gender bias. It happens. Hang on to that thought. I want to give a real-life coaching example of a potential way to approach this issue. So back when I did my coach training, I happened to be in a class of all women, and there were a couple of doctors in the group. 
As an aside, I think this is a good place for a friendly reminder that unlike most doctors turned coaches who want to help you see that being a doctor isn't so bad after all, my full-time job is still my medical career and I have no plans to give it up because I love it. I know so many coaches out there who are really, really good coaches and they help people with burnout and so many other things, but they themselves gave up medicine. There's nothing wrong with that. We should all pursue whatever career goals suit us best. I just kind of feel like the message about getting through burnout and thriving as a physician might mean a little more coming from someone who is doing just that. But anyway, in my coach training, one of the things we had to do frequently was coach each other live in front of the whole group and then give and receive feedback about it. So one class, one of the docs in the group wanted to be coached about an issue at work with different treatment of men versus women. She brought up a recent experience where there had been an email about an upcoming event or something, and the person sending the email had referred to all of the male attendings as doctors X, Y, and Z, and had referred to all of the female attendings by their first names. It's probably a really good thing that I wasn't the coach in this scenario because I think I would have done a terrible job of it. I would have totally believed her story that it meant the person sending the email clearly had more respect for the male attendings and was giving different treatment based on gender, etc. So the person getting coached was indignant that the email writer didn't extend the same level of formality to women as they did to men. And the person who did the coaching during this class pointed out that this doesn't necessarily mean they have less respect. She offered a bunch of other options for things it might mean, like they might find the women to be friendlier and more approachable. They might have zero awareness that they were even doing it. They might have intended to randomly mix and match who got called doctor and who didn't and just did a bad job with their randomizing. But of course, to the doctors in the class, all women, none of those were acceptable answers. We didn't want to hear someone telling us that this might be okay. We wanted to hear this person obviously doesn't respect you and that's wrong. So it's a couple years later now. I do still think this is a problem. I do think the issues of bias and prejudgment and especially inequitable treatment are problems that need to be fixed. And I also see that believing that every person who perpetuates these issues is flagrantly disrespecting women physicians, well, that belief isn't creating the change that I want. Sometimes that belief might be spot on about a particular person and sometimes not. And no, I do not want the culture in medicine to continue that men and women are treated differently. And yes, this is a real objective thing. But adjusting my own thoughts about this is still an option. So here's a common thought model for this scenario. The thought is, they don't respect me or don't respect women. The feeling is disrespected or indignant. I kind of prefer indignant. Actions and inactions are stewing about it, noticing all the other ways that person might be demonstrating a lack of respect for me or other women, building up my story about what it means about them and what it means about me, feeling defensive and having a chip on my shoulder every time we interact, and it all ends up with me not respecting the other person. None of that makes them respect me. None of it creates a culture of equal treatment. It's a situation I don't like, and I feel worse about it because of what I'm thinking. If I change my thinking, it's just a situation I don't like. 
But again, just like we talked about last week, if we want the situation to change, we absolutely can do that too. We can point it out to the person who's doing it and let them know why it's a problem. We can make a polite request to be addressed in the same manner as the men. We can gently and patiently make the correction every time it happens. Or make that correction without being gentle or patient. But I'll tell you what, choosing to think that the person treating women differently than men isn't doing so out of spite or lack of respect, it really positions you to show up to those interactions in a mindset where you can be constructive and collaborative. It can be helpful to ask yourself how you'd want to receive that feedback and how you'd react. This is where we come to the point I was making at the beginning, where I heard the word cop and made a snap assumption that that meant man. We do all make mistakes like this. If I was telling someone that story and they responded to me by saying, well, you're really sexist, you clearly don't respect women police officers, I would probably get my hackles up and feel defensive, and it might take me a while to actually absorb that message. And I get it. Sometimes the person delivering that message, they've just had it. They've been dealing with micro or macro aggressions for years or decades, and this is a conversation they have to have every day of their life. But for the moment, let's assume this is more of a one-off situation. The doc being coached about the email decided to give her email writer the benefit of the doubt, and of course, in order to do so, she needed to change her thinking. This allowed her to have a conversation with the email writer and explain the problem and make her request. The discrepancy disappeared. All the docs are now referred to as doctor in this person's email. Great, right? Well, sort of. Anyone see the wrinkle here? Is the doc who was coached about this email being respected now? We have no idea. Here's all we can truly glean. This particular person now addresses both women and men physicians as doctors in her emails. We don't know anything about whether or not she has any respect for the doc who was coached, lots of respect for her. We have no idea. Even if we had an educated guess about that, we can't control it because we can't control what other people think and feel. The only person's respect we can control is our own. Because of that, our own respect for ourselves is essentially the only respect about us that matters. Our respect for other people also matters because it feels good to respect other people. And so we want to be extending a lot of that because it feels good to us and it also feels good to them. Even though we know they shouldn't need it, it doesn't hurt. Having a lot of respect for yourself often translates into being able to set and enforce really clear boundaries about what sorts of treatment you are and are not willing to expose yourself to when it can be predicted. Last big point. One of the reasons I chose different treatment based on gender is because, as a woman in STEM, I've personally experienced this. In a one-on-one -on -one coaching situation, it doesn't matter whether the coach has personal experience with the problem the client is dealing with. Honestly, sometimes it's better if they don't, because then they're not bringing their own biases and opinions to the session. We just help pick apart what's fact and what's thought and what that's creating for you, and then you get to decide whether that's something you want to keep or not. When I'm doing a podcast, though, it helps to have at least a little bit of personal experience to be able to give a rounded discussion and have some credibility. 
These same principles apply, of course, to any situation where there's different treatment of two or more groups related to some characteristic that has nothing to do with their ability, aptitude, or skill. And I say this often because it's so important. The purpose of doing coaching on topics like this is not to gaslight yourself into believing there's no difference in treatment or that if there is, it's just something we have to put up with, so we better put on a happy face about it. No, the purpose is to give you tools to be able to preserve your wellness despite the inequity. It's a lot easier to stay clear-headed and focused on solutions and creating change when you're emotionally well. So your homework for the week is to think of a couple situations where you feel you're not being respected and figure out how you can provide your own respect instead. And if you'd like to work through a respect scenario one-on-one, go to whitecoatlifecoach.com and schedule a free session. Thanks for joining me today. I will see you back next time. Any opinions or views on this podcast or on my website are my own and should not be attributed to my employer.